I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Courtney, Olivia, Ava, Isabella, Sophia, Brown. We are back. Smallville episode two, which is technically the season finale part one and part two. Yes. Which is pretty cool. We're going to do both of them. Courtney, what'd you think? Okay. So we had a very uh, big love fest with the pilot episode of Smallville. Um, This is going to sound crazy, but I don't know if it's because I was such a big watcher of the WB back in the day, but I can tell that this was filmed for the CW. It just has, it kind of has a different look. It has some subtleties. It takes on kind of a more of a soap opera tone. I'm not picking on the CW shows, but they are a little different. So you can kind of see a transition through that. So for that reason, I wasn't as in love with it as the pilot episode, but there was a lot of things that I liked going through this um, that we're going to break down here. I even got a little emotional at one point. Emotional how? The wedding. It was so sweet. Um, I got like a little tear. Yeah, you know, it's real tearful watching someone karate chop a wedding ring out of someone's hand during a (laughs) wedding. Just lovely. I had similar feelings. I wasn't totally in love with it. You know, maybe it's because I wasn't as invested. You know, it just... I think we're going to come across with a lot of this stuff. That, like, pilot... I mean, pilots are great. Finales suck. Like, I just have a feeling this is going to be a trending topic with us. I think there were some things that really satisfied me in the finale because... What's different about this show is we knew some of the Superman elements before this. So I was like, oh, I hope Lex comes back for the finale. So he came back. So there were some things that satisfied me. And I think they probably obviously satisfied long-term fans. But yeah, there's always going to kind of be a deficit, I think, for you and I. But um, I don't know. We'll have to break it down. One thing I did like is they did keep a large chunk of the cast together for 10 years. 10 years is a really tough commitment. Um, and you don't really see, you see a lot of turnover or at least some turnover. Like I'm looking at you, Andrew Lincoln, you son of a bitch <laughs> for leaving the walking dead and just leaving it in shambles. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? It can be hard for sure because yeah, people want to leave. I mean, I know that, um, Lex Luthor leaves after seven seasons and of course comes back for this. So I'm sure that was tricky, but I did like that there was original characters. I think that's always important. And what, and and we'll talk about this a little bit. And what I really liked was they did flashbacks in a really fun and unique way. So you still got everybody that you loved originally in the end, in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And that kind of helped us out too. the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, Being able just to see some action and some, stuff that happened throughout the whole series and i thought that was pretty cool just to you know get a little glimpse of you know the fights and the bad guys and stuff like that yes i love that kind of going through like his years and like i say you know it can be hard when you start a teen show you're starting them from where they're like 15 years old so eventually they have to move on especially after 10 years so i think they also did that in kind of a smart way because there was still the elements of the people that we had gotten to know, uh, you know, whether it's Mom Pa Kent or Lex Luthor or even Chloe, she was still hanging around. So, and I think she was actually Lois Lane's cousin. So yep. that was kind of probably a way that they kept her going through the series as well. Well, she also she looked like she aged a little bit, but Clark didn't. Yeah, Clark looked Which was great. fantastic because Superman is very youthful. So I like yeah. that. And he, I mean, at that point of the series finale he's probably 
35 years old in real life. So I thought it was great. All right. Um, one thing that I was wrong about that I'll admit, I'm, I'm a big like, hey, like I screwed up. So Clark's, we find out Clark's father died of a heart attack. Apparently it's how he has died in a lot of the Superman stories. Oh. I thought it was like, for some reason I had somewhere between the movie and like other superheroes and like weird stuff in the back of my head thinking that he couldn't use his powers. You know, it's probably because of the movie. Yeah. because Yeah. Well, I thought so too, because with the Kevin Costner movie, one of the ones that I've seen that relate to Superman. I think in Lois and Clark, the TV show, I don't know that the father was ever there to start with. I can't remember. I looked it up and like it was in, I looked like through the comics and stuff like that. And it's how he died on a lot of it. So okay. pretty lackluster. If you ask me pretty anticlimactic. Yes. <laughs> Seems like it'd be I like the tornado scene that I saw and I, I will stick to that. Yeah. You know, one person I did miss in this is Lana. I loved her so much in the beginning, and she wasn't here except for in flashbacks. All right, we had made some predictions about Lana. Yeah. And I'm going to dive into it. It's a little long, but I'll try to skim through it as best as I can. So Clark and Lana have attempted to have a relationship seven, like several times, but never for a long time. Um, because he was unwilling to tell her the secret of his true origins to protect her from his enemies. So uh, Clark took his love for her the day before the high school graduation. So literally took him four years. Four years. I knew I, yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be that that was going to be the main teen part of this was them kind of going back and forth with one another. Yeah. And uh, well, apparently after high school, Lana moved to uh, Metropolis as well as enrolled in Metropolis University to study astronomy and meteors because she witnessed apparently another meteor shower that happened. Uh, right after they graduated and she wanted to discover if there was aliens living among them which obviously clark wasn't cool with yeah attempts to get her to drop the investigation that drove a wedge between them and but lex supported her in all this and helped her with her investigations well you know Um, that you're one of your predictions in the last episode was that they get married and things like that and i don't know if they went through with the wedding, but in those flashbacks, they definitely dated and walked the aisle together. I saw that. I never said they get married. I said they might end up together. Oh, well, he slapped her too. So I imagine that probably brought a screeching halt to things, (laughs) but they did end up together for a little while, at least. So Clark told her that he didn't love her anymore, that she'd break up with him. Lana was devastated and turned to Lex for comfort. I think that's where this all started. Uh Uh-huh. Um, So because of the time spent together, Lana grew to trust Lex, not realizing that in meanwhile, Lex was manipulating her to pursue a relationship with him. Lex loved Lana, was afraid to lose her. So he set up a fake pregnancy in order to get her to marry him. So they did get married then. The two later divorced after Lana found out about the fake pregnancy. Like, hey, it's been a couple months. My stomach isn't huge yet. This Definitely not pregnant. Oh. I didn't want them to even get married. I could understand seeing them date in this as more conflict. Oh, but she actually married him. So Lana returned to Smallville to reunite with Clark. The two made plans to reignite their relationship. Uh, She moved to the farm to live with Clark. Oh, I know what she, I know what happens to her. Yeah. Some way she, but explain that part a little bit about. So a vengeful Lex or, you know, later down the road, put a kryptonite bomb on the roof of the Daily Planet. 
forcing Lana to choose between Clark and the people of Metropolis. Lana chose to defuse the bomb to save Metropolis. This infected Lana's super-powered nanoskin with kryptonite on a permanent basis. As a result, she could no longer be near Clark. Yes. Yeah. So she later left Smallville to protect Clark um, and go on her like own quests. See, that's what I mean. They really had like the Romeo and Juliet love story that I loved in this. And, you know, I don't know how, I mean, obviously starts working with Lois at the paper and, and all that, but I really liked their kind of star-crossed lover thing that he had going with Lana. Yeah, you always kind of root for those high school relationships to like keep going, but yeah. So we find out most of the time they never work out. Yeah, I wish they had found a way for her to come back for the series finale because she was—I mean, she was a main character in that pilot. Like she was a driving force for him, and a lot of the story of the pilot revolved around her. So it would have been nice if she could have come back for more than just flashbacks. Agreed. I I liked her character. I thought she was cool in the pilot. I wanted to see where that goes. But obviously, they needed to do something like I originally guessed to get rid of her in order to create room for Lois. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings us to the beginning. Yeah. Why? Why doesn't Lois want to get married in the beginning? Is it just because she doesn't want to deal with the lifestyle of Superman? Or I, I was a little confused by it. So what I get was she felt guilty about marrying him because she's taking time from him when he could be saving someone. Okay. Like she felt guilty like she's hogging the superhero. Like pretty much. Yeah. He's like, you're sitting here talking to me when you could be saving someone. Oh, that's sweet. I like her a little bit more now. Yeah, it was kind of cute. But he was like, hey, look, there's other there's a whole team of us that are out there saving people. If I'm not going to do it, someone will. Yeah. Yeah. Let's touch on that for a minute, because I know that they had talked about heroes, plural in this. And I know, obviously, Justin Hartley was there as Green Arrow. But do you know if there was any other people in this group of heroes? Well, in the DC universe, he's part of the Justice League. And the Justice League is, um, as you know, have you did you see the new movie, the new Justice League movie? No. Well, anyways, it's the Flash, uh, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Uh, but in this version, there was like uh, Green Arrow, which was like his best friend. Does Green Arrow have superpowers or is he like a Batman where he's just got like all the gadgets and gizmos? So he, his power is basically just like Kung Fu and he's like really skilled with the bone arrow. Why did his voice get deeper when he put on the Green Arrow hood? To, to hide his identity and also oh, okay i will say when they finally decide that they're going to get married i really really liked their wedding setup because it was so subtle and it kind of spoke to like their kansas roots and the fact that he grew up on a farm like i thought it was cute because they could have easily taken that and been like okay this is a superman show they live in metropolis like we're gonna make this this like really industrial looking wedding but i loved like how quaint it looked yeah and we find out that he's going to sell the house so he's like I think this was a part where he was trying to decide between his roots and taking on what he is to become. Yeah. And this was like a an, an ode to his roots. Um, well, I think he was trying in a lot of ways to kind of put Pa Kent behind him and because he wasn't dealing with his emotions fully. So getting rid of the farm was in his mind trying to like unload that emotional burden. 
and it wasn't right. It wasn't the right way to go about things. And that's when Ma Kent comes home and kind of explains that to him. She's also saying it to the audience, like, no, this isn't, this isn't the life that was meant for you. You can still go out and be Superman, but don't ever forget your roots. Yeah. And also, um, not only that, but he's being drawn um, from the voice of his real father who appears to him in Krypton. Yeah. Yeah. Jarrell. I thought it was sweet during the wedding, though. Like, Lois looks so skittish, like, right up until that moment. She's still, like, oh, I don't know. And when he came and grabbed her hand, like, so subtly, and then they walked together, like, that's where I really started getting emotional. And then I knew when he looked over <laughs> that Pocket was going to be sitting there. Well, of course they were going to do it because Chloe uh, brought the vows. Was just like, hey, look, he he really loves you. Like, these are his vows. Also, excellent handwriting um, by Clark. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I love that it was all caps. Yeah. And in the middle of this, we, you know, we have those old characters like um, Chloe, but we have a new character, uh, Tess Mercer, who's played by uh, Cassidy Freeman. Um, yeah. Who I love. <sighs> Brings the heat. Um, <laughs> she's a vampire diary. <laughs> at a time. Righteous Gemstone and a favorite show of mine, Longmire. Oh. So she's Lex Luthor's half sister. Yeah. And she was the one that was always kind of do, doing, trying to do good for the Luther name. She was like doing some PR and clean up. And like she ended up running the watchtower. That's how kind of she unfolds because we do see her big spoiler get stabbed at the end. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that moment because when she wiped the thing on his face and she's like basically like all your memories are about to get erased then it kind of took this really emotional turn i think that's what the show kind of did really well was they took these superhero elements that you know they're like okay we got to get in some sci-fi in here we're gonna have to get in special effects but we also need these relationships and these emotional aspects to continuously keep people engaged so even you know even as she's dying it's that last moment where she like tenderly touches his cheek but it's really for the greater good to like wipe out his memories that doesn't happen though that's why she's put into robot form lex puts her into lo- robot form in order to get all her memories that's not in this it's not in this but that's what happens in season 11 which was just for digital purpose yeah digital download yeah yeah just just so the viewers know eventually what happens to her Oh, gosh. Can we please talk about the fight that transpired during the wedding? Like that slow-mo kung fu, like taking out pews. <laughs> and all Green Arrow needed was like a heartfelt pep talk to like, yeah. snap out of it. <laughs> things right off his head. Also, I love that whole thing with styrofoam. Like you could tell it was styrofoam. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. The, 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 the water holder. Yeah. Was. yeah. Apparently, it was gold kryptonite that was the ring yes. that she would put on. Oliver was taken over. He was like... Um, yeah, he'd been taken over by the dark side. And so he had been kind of like this double agent, seemingly for a little while at least, and then was going to try to like defunct all of Superman's powers. My favorite part is like his eyes went from black to regular with just two teardrops. Just a, like light tear. <laughs> <laughs> those contacts they put on Justin Hartley, I was like, oh, those are freaking me out a little bit. Like, yeah. oh. So that's the guy you were talking about. He's in This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. He's in This Is Us. So I think that's likely, I mean, Green Arrow on the CW has been on a little while, but I imagine because he's a little older now, maybe they wanted a younger demo for that. Um, but that's okay because This Is Us is like America's show now. So I'm sure he's quite happy being I'll on that. that. I'll never watch it. Yeah, that's un American. 
No, it's totally American. I don't want to cry all the time. <laughs> well, like, I just cried at depressing. Small, though, it's so. just like I'm depressed going to work every day and then coming home. I don't want to be more depressed when I watch TV. It's um, he has a great haircut on this, though. Very 2000, early 2000s haircut. Oh, yeah. 2011. I'm like, I love that haircut. That yeah. brings back, man. <laughs> really like this. You know, when the wedding was over, um, I couldn't believe how quickly Chloe just like forgave him. Like, I understand he was kind of like under a spell, but she's just like, oh, kiss. All is forgiven. I was like, nobody's going to be mad at him for like five minutes at least. Just, yeah, to be like, how'd you get yourself into this? Yeah, there was no no questions asked, just la ti da. Yeah, forgive and forget, I guess when you're when you're in love. Yeah, didn't she say that he was in a spell when they got married or something? Did I hear that right? Uh, there was a little. Well, that was one thing I noted here. I was like, oh, is magic an element of this now? Because obviously, I'm behind superpowers and what they are, but magic to me is a separate thing. So I was I was a little confused by that. No, I don't. I have no idea how magic plays in the DC universe. Yeah, because when that grandmother came down to talk to Tess, the things she were doing kind of seemed like magical powers. She looked like an evil wicked witch. Yes, exactly. Well, when they finally showed Lionel Luther, I was like, he looks more like a mountain man than a millionaire. Like he was just so disheveled because he's supposed to be like the dark side, but he looked crazy. Yeah. So the whole part about it is, um, well, dark side's a person by the way. <laughs> it's a spoiler alert for you. Darkseid well, is the super villain. It's not like he came over the Darkseid. It's not Star Wars. I don't... Okay. I guess I didn't understand that. Okay. All right. Let me preface you. So Apocalypse, which is the planet that's headed planet. towards them, yeah. is where Darkseid is from. So he's a super evil villain. So when Apocalypse used the magnetic force of the Omega symbols burning the people's skulls to pull itself towards Earth. Yeah, like on the head. Okay. Yeah, so that's why that's why Clark like did the X-ray vision when he got to the Daily Planet. Like everyone had it on their head. Okay. Well, Lionel Luther was dark side then. Yeah, so what happens was uh, while Apocalypse was moving towards Earth, dark side approached Lionel, who was dying after being shot by Tess. And okay. he revealed that when he first met with him, he was going to give him immortality. But Lionel wanted that for Lex to live instead. So Darkseid accepted the deal on the condition that Lionel's soul was rightfully his. He ripped out Lionel's heart and put it inside Lex. But but Lex kills Lionel at some point by pushing him out the window when we saw in the flashback. I don't know if he died or not. I don't know how that happened. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know what happened with that, but that's what happened. Because remember when Lex showed up in that weird, like, blown out chapel? And he was like, oh, my father had to change your heart. Yes. And you know. It was because he has Lionel's heart inside of him now. Yeah. That scene really said a lot when Lex and um, Clark finally meet up. Because I think that even though he's the bad guy, that he still has a lot of belief in Superman and a lot of admiration for him and he i mean lex is like jealous of him i think he's the person that he wanted to be he wanted to get this acclaim he wanted that head of hair you know so i think that i think there's a lot to be said for that i think he probably acted out of a lot of curiosity and jealousy for superman well i feel like he thinks that this is someone who is on his level yeah he views himself you know as above people and um you know, this this hard to find someone to um, compete with, but he I think he found a worthy competitor. I mean, even we saw in the first episode when he's playing 
um, when he's like sword battling that guy, fencing. He's fencing that guy, um, and he wins. And then he throws the fencing. Sword. Right. You know, and he's I... kind of like a he's a huge hardo, and he just yeah. like he finally met someone that was his match, and the, all the stuff that probably happened between them towards this had finally driven him to a point. But like, it's kind of understood that they're going to be feuding in the future. I guess they just needed to lay the groundwork for it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think he's really intrigued by him because when, in the pilot, when he takes him out of the water, he's like, hey, didn't I hit you? And then when he goes to that field, I've got a little time to think about that. I think he's going out of there of curiosity to try to find Clark. So I'm I'm sure that curiosity carries over through the rest of the seasons, and that's why they're going to, they're butting heads, basically. There was a flashback where he was, like, in a, that crystal place with yeah. Clark. Yeah. It looked like he was saved Clark for something else. So, you know, maybe it was this this back and forth and like try to be friends, but ultimately they can never be friends because they're just on opposite sides of things. Right? Frenemies. I have a question. Shoot. While the media was getting close and they they go to Lois trying to get ready to like talk to that girl who's going to meet the president. Why was that yeah. lady making copies of her passport? I was wondering the same thing. I assumed to get on the jet with the president, but I was like, "She used the actual passport. Are they going to take a photocopy? That seems that seems like it, <laughs> it could be rigged. You know what I mean?" Yeah, yeah. I was just was... Like, Why the fuck is this lady making a copy of her passport? The fucking world's going to end. Yeah, the the building is shaking. People are scared for their lives, and she's like, "Gotta go Xerox something, BRB." Like, <laughs> very weird but it's all set up so she can take her stuff obviously it just wasn't a very well thought out setup well they look alike so it didn't really matter yeah yeah and so then they fall brunette in this show i mean let's be honest except for chloe everybody's a brunette i don't know about that i I didn't notice that they're all interchangeable yeah i guess so um but it was also then followed by the most anticlimactic triple arrow kill i've ever seen in my entire life yeah he's just like Boom, knock these three out with one shot. Now I got other things to do. You know, (laughs) why did it take Clark so long to take action with the planet? Like, he had to go through a lot of heartfelt conversations. Like, he finally sees Pa Kent again. Then Ma Kent's going to come talk to him. Then Lex is going to talk to him. Then he's going to fight Darkseid. Then he's going to go up there and talk to Jarell, his real father. Okay, maybe now he'll go push the planet. Like, what? I'm like, how many pep talks does he need? Like, we action action so when dark side uses lionel's corpse as a vessel he went to kent farm taunted him saying that humans fell to him easily and clark would do it as well yeah he then kinetically grabbed and tossed clark across a loft but when clark had a short conversation with his father yeah in his mind telling him that he was finally ready um, yeah clark was able to master the power of flight for the first time. oh so he never flew before then no. Oh, that's why. I kept wondering. I'm like, I knew that he was the man of steel, so he's been strong because we saw that right from the pilot. So yeah, I was like, why hasn't he done anything yet? That oh. was like one of the last things that he needed because apparently he could do the x-ray vision and then he could do the, the eyes, as you saw. Yeah. Like the laser eyes in one of the flashbacks. But he had never been able to fly until that part. And so that's why it was so big when he, he flew directly through uh, Lionel destroying oh, him. Oh, that's way better. Okay, great. <laughs> and that's when he first dons the title of Superman. 
Yes, I love and I loved that the costume that they made for him in this show was kind of leathery looking instead of like that those tights and those really bright bright reds and he had like a motorcycle jacket. Yeah. Yeah, he had the motorcycle jacket, but even this costume was it was very well tailored. Like it had like that leather component, so it didn't look cheesy. Like I yeah, like I liked what they did with it. The reveal was pretty cool too, with this like in the ice. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. I got a little his like dad hands it to him. So yeah. both his dads were working together, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was sweet. Um, There's a lot of sweet moments in this finale, really. For being a superhero show and having to get that side of things done, there's a lot of like really heartfelt moments in this. Yeah, because it's a show, you know, it's a human show sent in a supernatural world. Right. And did you see in the flashbacks before he flies, not only are they showing all the things that the good deeds that he's done throughout the years, but they even showed Christopher Reeve because I, he must have had a guest spot on this. And he's like the most well-known Superman. I saw that. I, I saw like, that. Ah! That's yeah, that's pretty cool. I love when they do that. Give throwback. It was great. And I think I'm sure that that flashback scene and then Lex's later is something for the fans. You know, if you've invested this for a decade, like they, they're going to show you those parts because those are going to be the nostalgia thing this isn't this isn't a four season show where you go yeah i remember what happened four years ago i mean they really wanted to bring all the elements of things that had happened over the years and i thought that was really a great way to do it yeah because like the first three flashbacks were really fresh with us so we were like oh okay oh the more we talk about it it actually wasn't that bad i think it was just very complicated yeah i think that's the thing too it's it's we got to break down 10 years of this thing right and storylines aside I think that the thing that they did the best was they really catered to their fans. They're going to, they're giving you the wedding scene. You have the romance. They're giving you the last time Lex and Clark are going to see one another and butt heads. They're giving you character depth. People are falling in love. Now they're giving you flashbacks. So they're really catering to the fans. And even um, Michael Rosenbaum who played Lex Luthor, I read a thing where because he had left um, after season seven, he goes, I had to answer like fan requests and threats because basically people are like, you have to come back for the finale. So, so I think it was, it was a love letter to the fans. Yeah. Apparently he was on like a trip in Antarctica or something. That's why he, they like said that's where he was. Okay. Okay. He was trying to find something. I think it was probably powers or, or something. And the way they kept talking about this, the theme that you had brought up in the pilot was that these this very like biblical um, overarching theories, basically, and themes. And they kept talking about darkness, dark side. Superman's supposed to be that Jesus figure. He's going to save the people, do what's right, protect the people as best he can. So that really they continued that throughout the 10 years, too. So they didn't lose their their main themes and the main things that they wanted to accomplish in this, which is which is really remarkable. Yeah, it, it seemed very, very much like they didn't change much from the first episode for the way the characters carried themselves for the way. Right. And even the way, you know, I had commented on Clark's that kind of like wide doe eyed thing that he had going on and he still even had it now, right? Like he's supposed to be in his mid to late twenties at this point. Um, He's obviously discovered his powers. A lot of things have happened over the years, but he still had that inner child. You know, the reason he was sent here was to protect the people and he never lost that inner goodness. Yeah. And it's, he was dealing with his own issues and dealing with others. You know, once his secret was out, I'm sure it it grew harder for him you know, make some of these decisions as he brings more and more people into the fold. Um, so he's like that constant interior battle, which is, you know, what he relived about 
do I let go of my father? Do I keep my father with me? Do I move on and become my own man? You know, he, he just faced so many things. And right. um, just in that last episode, the, the last two episodes alone. Right. Um, he's, he is he is a true example of a hero because he's somebody that from the very beginning, even when he was klutzy, you know, he's somebody you can relate to. And even though he's got these powers, he still always is going to have that emotional connection, that um, that relationship with his parents, the relationship with these ladies that he's formed, these friendships that he's built. So he's still a person at the at the end of the day. And that's why he's such a hero. You know, with that said, I, I wasn't a huge fan of how he just basically went up and pushed the planet away. It was, that was a little anticlimactic as well, but the hope in on the people's faces as they're watching him is what's supposed to be the next step of Superman's life. Yeah. He is the only person that has the actual goodness inside of him to save people from darkness. Exactly. That's what they kind of alluded to Exactly. in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall I liked it. I mean, I like the pilot better. I thought yeah. maybe it, it just had more hopefulness and they had that wholesome factor because they're younger and you know you had that puppy love here. Obviously, they're adults now; they have to move on with marriage and everything. But yeah, I I, I liked it too. I really did. With, with all the drama, it didn't grip me as much because I I felt myself fading. Right, because um, it leaves some questions unanswered, yeah. but. But in another way, you almost feel satisfied because you kind of know what the next step for everybody is going to be. Yeah, just lay the potential spinoff or something like that. And even when they say Lex Luthor is elected president, like that's that's his closure now, right? That's that's his next step. And what's that going to mean for him and Superman going forward? That's something to be left to the audience's imagination, which is which is cool too. Yeah, because you can kind of see taking a you know very wholesome middle america guy taking on large corporate powerful president exactly pretty much a story yeah <laughs> the story that of every you know you get a whole other 10 seasons out of that so courtney i know i've said it a few times but can you please speak to this like sex cult thing that happened afterwards yes because <laughs> yes, that was something in the pilot that i commented on and i yeah i want to bring it to light a little bit um not that i want to notarize and what she did but it is something interesting that after the series wrapped um allison mack who played chloe uh the blonde who was friends with him all the way from high school and she was in all the episodes the um, mother at the end yes exactly the mother at the end um she was arrested a couple years back for being a leader in this sex cult called nexium um it's spelled N-X-I-V-M, but they pronounce it Nexium. And the cult originated not far from me. It's got the origins in Albany, which is the capital of New York. And basically, she was responsible for getting these young actresses or this these young ladies into a mentorship self-help program that really turned out to be a master-slave relationship with this guy called Keith Rainier. Um, Who is probably not good looking. No, and not only that, he's very eerie. He's very much what you think of as like a cult leader in, a, in an intelligent way, if that makes sense. And there is a video of Allison Mack talking with him, and she's so enamored by him that she like literally comes to tears. And, I, you know, I, I read some different things. I watched some cast interviews. Like it wasn't, they didn't suspect this out of her at all. They remember her doing some like self-help type things. But the fact that she was a recruiter for sex slaves um, emaciating these women, branding these women. It's totally out of character. But the part I found weirdest was that Kristen Pruick, 
who played Lana was also part of this group. So at some point earlier in the series, yeah, they, that's the one you don't hear a lot about. She basically had joined this because she thought it was kind of a self-help personal growth program that could help her because she was kind of like a shy person. And so she continued with the program for several years. She went on some like, you know, business trips with them, but she always claimed she wasn't part of the inner circle. And then she left after a period of time. So really Alice Mack was the one besides the leader himself that was really taken down by this. So yike. Um, yes. Big yikes. Um, we will um, disavow Nixium. We We do not support them. We do not support that. I am flabbergasted. I mean, when we did House of Cards, we talked about Spacey and everything that went along with that. That's not right. Believe me, it's not right. And this is a whole other level. So the heiress to the Seagram, the heiress of the yeah. Seagram liquor, yeah. it was part of it too? Oh my God, yep. I can't wait to see the cast of- list of the Snexium people. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's totally crazy. And it seems so out of whack like first of all Allison Mack's parents I think her mother was either a teacher or professor her father was like in the opera she was kind of a well-to-do girl and and all the castmates kind of talk about like how what a shocker this was and I think you know it's just one of those things when you start down a path and you're so enamored with the leader you're kind of going to go along with what you think is right and yeah now she's going to be in jail well I mean we see this across a lot of different things I don't know there's like there's a bunch of weird stuff out there I think that you know Tiger something King. I read was where they had shot this because they shot Smallville in Vancouver was um, it was starting to be a big place that actors went because you would get the tax break for filming there and you know there was kind of almost like this new age vibe at the time so I, I'm sure a lot of people kind of dived in some help you know self help type things but she obviously took it to an extreme level it's kind of shitty that. Smallville ended on a really like hopeful note, a heroic note, and then cut to a few years later, you've got this really prominent actress from the show doing these really awful things. So it's it's sad that that kind of soured what otherwise was a really well-loved show. Yeah, but I mean, people still really like Smallville, I would say, even with this. I see Comic-Cons, when they get these people together, they have like a Smallville reunions at them and stuff. So the fan base is still, you know, very loyal. Um, I mean, as you should be 10 years. I mean, don't let some whack job ruin it. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. They have a lot to be proud of in this. I think it was probably a big undertaking because you're bringing people in who go in with the knowledge of your characters. This is Superman. He's been well known for decades. And so you really have to take it to another level. So, so when you come into a show with that, yeah, it's going to give you some source material, but it also gives you like audience expectations that you better live up to. And, And I think they did well. I really do. Well, not only was it 10 years, but didn't you tell me that like all the episodes are like over 20 episodes per season? Yeah, they were 20 to 22 episodes per season. There was a total of 217 episodes. I mean, it's the longest running sci-fi that show ever. Banana land to me. Yeah. How many yeah. episodes? So they, I mean, they really, for us to come into it and not have watched the entire series and watch just the pilot and the series finale and be satisfied and feel good about both, I think really says something about this show. Yeah. I mean, I know we both said like, eh, we didn't like it, but I think we talked through it and ended up, you know, being better. And I think it was pretty good. So, I mean, I would. I'd recommend it. I really would recommend it. I definitely would recommend it too. I mean, if you're looking for that kind of nostalgia factor too, it's like A+. Plus. Yeah. If you like those yeah. like 
shows and the CW and WB growing up. This is, and you somehow miss this one like we did because you were probably on something else or, you know, another show. You know, go back and watch us. I bet you it, it, it will get that fix for you. I agree. I really, I really quite enjoyed it. I think it's something that you could sit down and binge for a while. I think it's something you could invest in because it's on so many seasons. And especially if you're a comic book lover, there's something there for you. Yeah, a little something for everyone. So that wraps up Smallville episode two. Follow us on Instagram, Spoil Everything Pod. Website should be up and running. We spoil everything.com. Yes. Check it out. There's some pictures of us, a little backstory about us. You know, thanks for riding with us for the first six episodes. Yeah. Uh, it's been really fun so far. Hope to keep, you know, really doing this for you guys and follow along. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.